Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good whatever time it is where you're hearing the sound of our voices. We are so grateful to have you as part of today's show. We thank and praise God that he has blessed us to see another day and another opportunity to share with you the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and the show would not be the show without my co-host, the beautifully talented Miss Tanya Roberts. Hello, my sister. Woohoo! I am thanking God, sis, for another day. I thank him. I'm tired a little bit, but it's a beautiful day just to be in the land of the living. One more day. How are you, beautiful? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I I promise you, God has been so faithful and so good that I can't be anything but, you know, we go through, we walk through so many different trials and tribulations and struggles in life. But when you are connected to our Father God and you see how he shows up in the midst of all that we walk through, even what we're going to talk about today in the midst of our losses, when you see how he shows up to strengthen, to lead, to guide, to direct, to cover, to do all that a father does, then you you can't help but just give him the praise and the glory because there is none like him in in existence, period. <laughs> none like him. So amen. Well, I apologize. Um, my, my little puppy is having some issues today, so you may hear her from time to time. I guess there's people walking around outside and uh, yeah. <laughs> She's feeling some kind of way about it. So with that being said, sis, you wanna you wanna go ahead and lead us into today's show? I would love to. You guys, when my sister asked, what's on your mind? What's on your heart today? Well, everybody knows it's been the twentieth year of nine eleven. There was so much sorrow on that moment that day. And People that we love were there. We've lost people. Some escaped, some didn't. They weren't so fortunate to escape. But that's not just what I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about the good things about what you got out of all of it. Because no matter how sad it may be, how devastating it may be, did you get something good out of that person that you lost? Because if you're sad behind a person 
that didn't give you anything good, then something's wrong. We normally miss somebody talking positive to us, uplifting us, saying a, a word or a smile, whatever it is. I want to talk about great, beautiful people of God, whether they were of God or not, the people that you love. My grandmother, I wanted to celebrate her. Mother Atkinson, I wanted to celebrate her. My father, James Ray, I wanted to celebrate him. Walter Clark, my father, I wanted to celebrate him. Because this is really a time to celebrate. And with all the doom and gloom that we've been going through, you guys, lately, trust me, every time I turn around, lost a neighbor. Every time I turn around, somebody I know has COVID. Just so much going on. Let's celebrate and talk about someone we love good. So that's what it was really all about, sis. You know, just about when I think about my grandmother, I miss her. But, man, I think about all the words of wisdom that she gave me. So many times she walked me when I was getting ready to fall off the ledge. So many times she, she structured me. When I didn't like what she did so much, but now that I've become, I'm a woman now and I'm older now, I realize that all her wisdom was right there with me the whole time. So I just wanted to also sit with you, just even knowing, you know, your mother was gone, but look, she brought you into this world. Look what an mm. awesome, beautiful woman of God that God allowed her to come forth out of her and the creation and the purpose. So that just means that her life was not in vain. You guys, even though somebody we love, we've lost them, we got to know it wasn't in vain. I hope somebody will call in today and celebrate someone they love. I hope someone will call in, even though tears may drop down your face and sorrow may even dwell in your heart. But you got to, you know how you do that sometimes, sis? You cry, but you kind of laughing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because the things that that person did to make you smile and make you laugh, that's what I wanted to talk about today, beautiful. So with that being said, do you have somebody, sis, right now that you can celebrate, you can talk about? Because see, during 9-11, sis, I believe you were down in New York, weren't you? Yes, ma'am, I was. I was, um, I was telling my daughter. About that- it? I, you know, I was I was telling her yesterday that I mean the day is forever etched in my mind. You know, um, I remember it so well, and and the shock of it all. And I also I remember um, after the shock of really what was going on, just the tears, and and I, I cried for like three days. I, I couldn't do nothing but just sit and cry, and I know it was a travail. Okay, um, over the, you know, lamenting the losses. Um, but, you know, when I reflect on it, first and foremost, I couldn't believe it had been 20 years. <laughs> I was like, my God, oh, how time has, has gone by. And I heard um, Willie Moore Jr., who who is a a is a radio um, personality for Praise uh, 102.5, which is um, syndicated. But um, I heard him talking about interviewing a young man who was 19 years old, whose father was killed in the World Trade Centers, who grew up and never had opportunity to know his father. But this young man is is a scholar. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I think he had been accepted into Yale. I think is what I heard. Um, but the the loss of 
never knowing the person that produced the seed that produced you was a very hurtful thing, but at the same time, it was a driving force for this young man to live the very best life he could, to to try and make his father proud, even though his father was not yet still in the land of the living. I think that there was so many different people who came out of 9-11, and again, being, actually being in New York when it took place, it, it was such a surreal time, and, and it just, it, one of the things I took away from it was our vulnerability, um, the fact that you're not safe anywhere outside of the arms of the ward, okay? Um, you, you, I came away with such a sense. I, I remember, and I, I recanted this yesterday talking to my daughter. I remember that day, but I also remember the next evening even more profoundly than that day because there was a bomb scare at the Empire State Building the next evening. And so they made all of the, the guests in the hotel I was staying at, we all had to come out of our rooms and go downstairs. And I remember standing in the lobby and looking up, and this hotel is a beautiful hotel, but the lobby had these huge, three huge, humongous chandeliers, okay, crystal chandeliers, absolutely gorgeous. But the key was they were so huge, it was like the three of them covered pretty much the ceiling of the lobby. And my thought was, if the bomb goes off, because the Empire State Building was only a few blocks away from where we were, and nobody was on the streets. Let me tell you, the Manhattan was shut down. There was no one on the streets. And so I'm thinking if the bomb goes off there, the, the vibration of that explosion would shake the building I was at and possibly those chandeliers would fall. And if they fell, nobody would escape their wrath, <laughs> okay? I mean, it, they would crush people. Um, and so and I'm standing there, and I'm looking up, and I'm thinking this, and then I thought, well, let me go, because the lobby was literally on the second floor of the hotel. So I'm like, let me get on the escalator and go to the bottom floor, because I don't want to be standing here in this lobby just in case something happens. And I went down a level, but the whole front of the, the street level was glass. So what was the difference? It was like either the chandeliers are going to fall or the glass is going to shatter and possibly come in and impale people. And it was in that moment that I thought to myself, you know what, God, there's no place to go. You know, the only thing that I could do at that moment was trust him trust that he would cover, trust that he would protect. And and I, I'll never forget that sense of surrender to, Lord, you know, your will. <laughs> it's just all I can do is trust you. And that's something that I brought away from that that has been with me 20 years. Um, as far as losing people, I, I really love the conversation that we had earlier, even though we were just texting, the fact of, thinking about the memories, the, the things that make you smile, thinking about the good things. And in and, and the topic, when I, I released the reflections on our losses, my thought was how we reflect back to how the individuals or the things that we've lost impacted our lives will have great um, 
impact and influence on how we move forward after the losses. If we can, like you just said, sit back and reflect on the good memories and the things that people instilled in us, you know, and I know you do the same thing. I talk about mother all the time because she was such a pivotal part of my walk with God. You know, from from that moment of surrender, it was like for 22 years, this woman walked with me, imparted within me, prayed over me, you know, taught me. And, and it, it's like, and then left me a part of her mantle. So it, it was just like the... It, I felt when she passed, it was almost, it, not almost, it was like losing a mother a second time. I felt the loss that I lost when I lost my mother at 27. Um, but when I think back on what these two strong women imparted in me, my mother who raised me imparted within me such a strength and a perseverance in through life, you know, that I never quit type of mentality and also never let them see you sweat. <laughs> but, you know, that that inner strength that I possessed was placed within me because of who she was. And then with mother, the, the spiritual strength and the, the spiritual fortitude of my faith and trust in God was imparted to me from her. And so when I reflect back, though there is that that sadness that I can't just reach out and touch. I can't just sit down and have a conversation, yet instill the thousands of conversations that were had over the years are still a part of me. And I can still hear their voices. And I can still gain strength from what they imparted into me. You know, sis, that one of my big, big things is about legacy and what we leave behind. And I really and truly believe that it is how we impact the lives of those around us that determines what our legacy is that we leave behind. So they left a a rich legacy within my life because of what they imparted within me. This year, I found out who my biological mother was, and though I did not get to meet her, as you just said, as, as, at meeting her, her sisters and talking to her sisters um, last month, I understood other things that are a part of me that was a legacy that biologically she imparted within me. And I, there's a long, rich legacy in my lineage of believers in the Lord. And I believe that I'm so grateful for that connection and to understand that, you know, many went on before me covering and paving the way for me to get to where I am today. So I am, I am, I am so grateful that I can reflect on these women's lives. I can reflect on other people that were a part of my life that are no longer a part um, from a perspective of gratitude, you know, even though there is that sadness, as we talked about, that they're not here, there is that feeling of gratitude for what they took the time to leave behind within me. And I think that, you know, for our listeners, that if they can take the time to look at What did this person mean to you? What did this person leave with you? 
instead of just Amen. dwelling on, oh, my God, <clears throat> this person is gone, if we stop to look at what they imparted, then they yet live through us. And that's how I see it. That's, that's my take on it. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Can I ask one more question of you? If sure. you had to sum up um, Mama, your, your first mother mm-hmm. that raised you, if you mm-hmm. had to sum, sum it all up in one word, how would you describe it? Strength. Hands down. I love it. And how would Strength. you describe Mother? Mother Allison, <laughs> how would you describe her? <laughs> Strength. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, strength. Same, same word. That's, that's even better because now when you look back over your life and all the things that God allowed you to go, what you went through and what God allowed you to go through and what he's taking you through right now, then the most powerful thing that they left with you was strength. Yeah. Without a doubt. And that means, that, yeah, yeah, that's powerful right there. That's very powerful right there. You know what's funny? All my life, people have told me how strong I am. (laughs) And to the point where, you know, and I think I've shared this before, it gets old because it's just like, you know, sometimes you just don't want to be strong. But there's that inner part of you that it's like no matter what is going on, you can't release or let go of that strength because it's embedded within you. It becomes part of your fiber. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes. Yes. And so and when you this, think when about it, for 50 years of yeah. my life, people poured strength into me. I will be 65 next month. But for 50 years of my life, God had two different women at different times and stages of my life to impart the same thing, just from different perspectives, but the same thing. Wow. That's even more powerful. Hmm. That's, even, that's even more yeah. powerful. That's deep, because I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, that's powerful, isn't it? Think about it. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. when someone leaves you a legacy, because when when Mama passed, she left you a legacy. She knew right then at your age. Not so much I felt like she wanted to leave you, because if she could have, she would have done it differently. Mm -hmm. And I know that now. And I realized that with Mother, you know, you guys, I'm not going to lie, it was like a big old pansy. As long as mother was living, I was spiritually crippled because I found myself not really believing so much in myself, but believing that I know that God used her and anointed her with a gift. Mm. And now that she's gone, I look at so many things. I can hear her voice in so many different ways. I can see her face in so many different ways when I just wanted to give up. Hmm. And how she travailed with me. And one thing she left with me, oh, God, help, help me now. She was like, you know, God going to bless you with people just like you. I was like, no, Mama. <laughs> Pray, Lord Jesus, please don't let them do that. I'm not going to do it. She's like, oh, yes, you will. I was like, oh, no, I won't. You guys, Mother was the person to me when I so many times I went, I can't do this no more. I want to jump off. She's like, I'll tell you what. You try to rope, rope around your neck and try to hang yourself, it's not going to work. And everybody's going to see that rope burn around your neck for the rest of your life, and you're going to have to explain what that, what that was. Hmm. If you try to shoot yourself, you'll live and probably be maimed, and that will be your witness of why you try to go there. 
This is the person who just talks so real, but at the same time with love. Mm-hmm. Because I know you guys have had people in your life when you were young some said something positive, but sometimes it was the delivery of things you couldn't receive it. But yeah. mother always spoke to me with a strong sternness and love. And the blessing was she actually, because my grandmother also raised me, I was like from different houses, you guys. So, you know, I still look at my dad, James Ray. His saying to me, sis, was, Tanya, to mine own self be true. Mm. And I didn't get that. I thought, man, he told Sonya this, he told Debbie this, and why would he tell me that? And it didn't dawn on me, going through so many battles in my life, that it finally hit me and say, what? If I'm not true to myself, how can I be true to anybody? Yeah. If I don't love myself, how can I love anybody? Mm-hmm. If I'm not, if I'm not, look at myself and believe in myself, then why would the world believe that in me? Mm-hmm. And I, that really was a a beginning of structure in my life. And start letting me go, let go of unhealthy situations and relationships in my life. Hmm. Mother, if it wasn't for her saying, put on the whole armor of God, I was just going through something the other day and I heard again, put on the whole armor of God hmm. that you may be able to stand. And then I had a coworker that brought it to my attention. God always has a way of bringing it back to you so many different ways. So mm-hmm. let me just say that. Sometimes you may go, okay, y'all can hear from them. You can hear voices. Listen to what I'm saying to you. It doesn't necessarily come out like that, hearing their voices. You'll send somebody else on your journey, and you'll go, dang, it's just, I met a lady, I was like, besides you being a white lady, you got my grandmother's spirit. And she smiled at me. I was like, man, that's just how my grandmother, you know, just different things on my journey. Mm-hmm. and thanking God for it. And now that mother's gone and my grandmother's gone, look at that. Now my relationship with my mother, my biological mother, has become even greater because now God is blessing her with the legacy to be the mom that I need right now at my age of going to be almost closer to 60. Mm-hmm. So I want to celebrate all the beautiful women of God, men of God, friends, all living and gone on. Because I promise you, I've lost some friends on this journey. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you something. I even, you know, just saying uh, we lost a neighbor. This man passed away on Labor Day. But you know what I was grateful about? Because I never forget, he would come by every man, every time he see my husband outside, he would come over and talk to my husband. They were like two little boys just talking. I had to tell my, you coming? You coming over back back over to the house? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to have a conversation with somebody, even through the COVID, and I thank God for that. Mm-hmm. I remember cooking and saying, you know what? You're going to eat some, and you ain't going to turn it down. And I know I can cook good. And I'm going to bring, your, you know, my husband's going to bring you some over. But now he's gone, I still thank God, because we don't never know. So I thank God and I hope that something that I did, that God allowed me to do, showed them Christ-like value. Hmm. And 
for whatever reason it is. I hope that something, that someone on his journey took something good in him. Mm-hmm. To, regardless of the fact. Man, says, I'm telling you something, you know, I kind of really want to, if you don't mind, I kind of want to mix it up a little bit. And I still want to ask some questions. I don't mean to put you on the spot because I feel like a lot of people really need to know this because who's ever listening, I'm sure you are, you knew someone or knew of someone, and this is home because this is, this is my sister. And I remember when this was happening, I literally had just left her house and living with her, and I just had a baby. And I happened to get home uh, maybe my, maybe like a couple of weeks before this happened, back to Vegas. And with everything and so many people and just getting back on planes and just still have to visit that city and all the different things that's going on, what has made you get past all that, the fear? Because some people are still living in fear. Mm-hmm. Some people are still living in uh, depression. My heart broke, you know, seeing the people on TV and the crying. My heart began to travail for them, even on TV, because Mm -hmm. you can just feel their hurt. So what helped you? And I I know nobody but the Lord did, but what are some of the tools that you found yourself using? Because, see, you still had to travel. You still had to get on planes. A lot of people have fear about that. So can I just stop it right there and just ask you a question? After all that happened and somebody said you got to get back on a plane, what helped you get through that? So I'm a little different from your norm, (laughs) Um, and I handle things, I think, a little differently. When, you like, as you know, no planes were flying for probably about five, six days. Um, You could not rent a car um, because I tried to rent a car in New York to drive back to Florida. That was not happening. Um, and finally, I think it was on Sunday, planes started flying again. Very few, but planes started flying again. And my original flight was on Monday um, because there was supposed to be a fight in New York that weekend. It was um, the Bernard Hopkins-Tito Trinidad fight. And so they postponed the fight for a couple of weeks because of what had happened. And at the time, I wasn't actually working for Don. I was working for his son, Carl, with Monarch. So um, there was really no reason for me to stay there for those couple of weeks. I just planned to come back. But be that as it may. So Monday rolls around. Since planes are flying again, very few people on them, but they're flying again, I decided to go ahead and take uh, my my original flight back to Florida. Now, um, because my husband and my daughter were panicking, my daughter actually wanted to get on the road, drive to New York from Florida to come get me, and I'm like, oh, that's not happening because then i got to worry about you out there not knowing what's going on. So absolutely not to that. Um, but on my way to the airport, and this is why I say I'm a little different from some, from most people, I was not going to tell my husband I was going to get on a plane. And on the way to the airport, I'm in the car, and um, I, I just kind of switched gears for a moment and put myself in his place and thought to myself, if he was getting on a plane after everything that had happened, and he did not let me know, I would have been furious, okay? And so, and I just, I, I put myself in his shoes. So in the car on the way to the airport, I called him. 
And I said, um, baby, um, I'm coming home today. And he said, you are? Okay, good. How you getting here? (laughs) And at that point, I said, well, um, I'm in the car and I'm on my way to the airport. Now, needless to say, your brother tripped smooth out. Went off, just, just lost his mind for a few moments. And I let him vent, I let him rant, I let him get it all out. And then when he was done, quietly said to him, I said, baby, I cannot live my life in fear. It's not who I am. I said, now, one of two things is about to happen when I get on this plane. I'm either going to come home and see you, or I'm going to go home and see my father. And I'm good either way. And he got really, really quiet and still and said, okay. So that's why I'm saying I'm a little different because, you know, even in fearful situations, like if somebody's coming at me and it could be really a fearful situation, I get angry before I get afraid. I'm I'm not really that kind of real fearful person. I probably experience a little more anxiousness now that I'm older than I ever have in my life. Um, But my thing is this, as far as tools, because that was your question, what was my tool? My tool was my trust in God. That was my tool. And my trust that I'm his, and whatever his will is for my life, that's what's going to be. So I had to get, now Now hear me, because I, I laugh when I think about this. I get on the plane, right, and and there's like, we, there was probably 10 people on this whole great big old plane. It was just like the plane was virtually empty. But there was somebody sitting, like, across from where I was sitting, and they got up, and they had their cell phone, and they left their cell phone in the seat and got up to go to the bathroom. Now, I'm not a fearful person, but I'm looking at that cell phone laying there, and I don't know what the key is behind this cell phone. It was like, oh, hold up, homeboy. You got to take that with you. Okay. (laughs) 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 You know, like, mama didn't raise no fool. I don't know what's up with this phone, but you're going to take that with you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But it was literally, my tool, my biggest tool was my faith in God and and his plan for my life. So what I said to my husband, I meant from the depths of my core, it was like if my father's plan was that I was coming home to heaven, then that's what was going to happen. But if that was not his plan, then I was going to land in Florida and see my family. And and. 20 years later, thanks be unto God, I'm still here. So obviously I landed in Florida and saw my family. Um, But that was my tool. It was that matter of trusting God for his plan, his purpose. His plans and purposes are not always ours. And I understand that. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about my husband. You know, and I'm so grateful to God to be able to spend time with him yesterday and today and to see, you know, he's up, he's walking, he's, you know what I'm saying? We're sitting, we're communicating. Uh, 
um, all of that. And it's just like, thank you, Lord. But I do remember that first week being a little anxious, like, okay, I trust your plan, but I, I'm praying that your plan is not to take him out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. So Amen. It's not that we don't walk in times of anxiousness, you know, of of what what's going to happen, but at the same in the midst of that, there's still that, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I don't want you to take him, but I trust you. Either way it goes, I trust you. I'm believing you for complete healing, but I trust you. You see what I'm Amen. saying? So that's the that's yes. that's the the biggest tool in my arsenal, I would say, to combat fear is my trust in God. Hopefully that answered your question. Amen. That answered it, and I hope it answered it for a lot of you guys that are listening. While my sister was speaking, because, again, I'm grateful for this moment and this hour and this platform because this is home. My my sister was there when it happened to God. And I remember the pit in my stomach in the fear, and I remember talking to her going, aren't you scared? And you know what I'm saying? And just like what she, what she told you guys, she was like, no, I can't. I can't live in fear for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because I was like, you getting on a plane? Mm-hmm. You know, I, because I was having pits in my stomach even speaking about it. Because mm-hmm. I still remain the same. I think I'll probably still be in Florida. So several <laughs> probably would have been the best thing for me. But I would have probably still been in Florida because, you know, uh, my daughter, you guys, I had the doctor, he was so kind. He took her a couple of weeks early. But if she would have been born when she was supposed to be July 4th, she wouldn't have been uh, the eight weeks before Florida let you fly out of there, and that would have happened, and I probably would still probably be there. Mm-hmm. It's like my sister said, if I couldn't drive back at the time. So something came to me while you were speaking, and I, I really want to speak to everybody that's listening here, now, later, on tonight, however it is. Sometimes it's hard when you lose somebody and you love somebody to celebrate. But think about now that don't let their passing, their their death, their their ruin what's in your future. Yeah. I understand that people have lost people back then. I'm not telling you don't hurt. Please mm-hmm. hear me with my voice telling you that. But celebrate them. And maybe by you celebrating them, start thinking about all the funny things and the kind things and the different things, then you can move on a lot better because it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. Don't seem like it, but it's been 20 years. Yeah. So the next came to me to tell you guys, this is letting you know now, no man, we don't know. So it's time to start celebrating the people that God has put in your pathway. Yeah. And I understand some of you guys can go, well, I can't go to church. And I, you know, with the COVID and different things, I feel you guys, because my church is still not back open. But I realized that regardless of my job and, and whatever the case may be and the people around me, and I still, when I leave my job, I have to go out and take care of things. I have to. But what are you celebrating then? Because people come in your pathway for many different reasons. Is it a smile that you maybe need to give to help someone celebrate their life? A kind word? A deed? A seed? What is it? And it keeps coming back to me over and over again to say, 
God has gone. Our father has gone. And he left us with talent. And when he comes back, I believe he wants to know what do we do with those talents. Mm-hmm. Some were blessed with little, some were blessed with much. But those with little, yours is no less than the one with greater. So much is given, much is required. So what are you doing right now in your life to celebrate? You may live by yourself or whatever, but I know that there's somebody that you ain't talked to in a while that you can call and go, you know what, I don't want nothing. I just really want to tell you you was on my mind. Is everything okay? What are we doing now to celebrate life? Mm-hmm. Are we still back in 9-11 20 years ago and we still have not moved on past that point because we have still allowed the hurt or the people that we love so much that has already been gone. And look at your life, 20 years since I can't believe it. That's two decades, ain't it? Yep. I I know just if you hear my sister, and it's not because, like you saying, she's not perfect. She hurts. I'm sure she cries, and I'm sure she whatever. Please hear me. She's always been like that. But what has been your pillar of strength in your life to make you go on? And if you know, I think grieving, people find. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, sis. No, you go ahead. Anytime. Go ahead. I think people find strength in various different places. Um and events in their lives. I know in my younger years, there was a time in my life where just trying to to keep my sanity was a chore for me. But the fact that I had two little children gave me the strength that I needed because I couldn't leave them. You know what I'm saying? We we have to tap into different areas because I I wasn't, I wasn't walking with the Lord at that time. Um, believed in God, but was not walking with God. I think that, um, and and then the fact that, as we talked about earlier in the show, the strength that my mother had imparted within me, um, just in life in general. But I think that one of the mistakes that people make when they lose something, and, and for some people, it's like material things, and they just feel like they can't go on. Look at all the people that took their lives during the Great Depression and, and did it again in 2008. It's like, you know, over things, things that could be obtained again, you know what I'm saying? Fortunes that could be amassed again, but yet and still, they were so yeah. distraught at the loss that they took their own lives and didn't even give themselves the opportunity to reimagine life in a different form or, or reimagine rebuilding. Um, but there was something yesterday that, that just is playing in my head. I was watching a movie. It's an old movie. It's, um, it was called An Unfinished Life, and it, it starred Jennifer Lopez and Robert Redford probably about 10, 15 years old. I had seen it before, but I hadn't seen it in years. And as I was watching it, um, Robert Redford played the part of Jennifer Lopez's father-in-law. And unfortunately, her husband had been killed in a car accident um, and she was driving. So the father-in-law blamed her. Um, And she shows back up 11 years after 
um, the death of her husband with her daughter, and her father-in-law did not even realize that he had a granddaughter because she was pregnant when her husband died. Anyway, there was a scene in the movie where he confronts her um, about the loss of about the loss of his son, and she was like, "You know, you act like you died when Griffin died." You didn't die. You're still here, but you've not allowed yourself to live since that time. And I'm paraphrasing, but I think that there's so many times in life that we get to a place, and because of a loss, a loss of a loved one, a loss of something sentimental, a loss of what we put our stock in as being who we are, um, with the loss of that, you feel that, you went away because you lost that, or you might have might as well have climbed in the coffin with your loved one because you refuse to live again because they're not here. And I think that it's so vitally important, and I'm so glad that you chose to do this show. It's so vitally important that we get to a place of recognition that that's not honoring that person. Because you shut down and you refuse to live, you just want to exist, that doesn't bring honor to that person. What brings honor is you're going ahead and living life to the best of your ability through the spirit and the strength of God that will give you comfort, okay, and being um, an extension of that person's life. Like I said, I believe that mother... Mother Bradford still lives through you. Mother still lives through you. Mother and my mama still live through me because of what they instilled in me, and I'm still going with that. I'm still telling people things they told me. I'm passing it along. I'm allowing generations to gain from the wisdom that I gain from them. Yes. And I think that's what honors a person. Not that you just dry up and, and you don't want to live anymore. That's not honoring that person. Amen. You know, that's not, not representing Amen. their legacy. Amen. You gotta rise that's up. Powerful, you gotta rise yeah. up. And don't let their dying be in vain. I don't care how they left here. Don't let their living be in vain. If you had a mate and right. that mate was empowered you to be who you are. See, that's what, I, when I think about my husband, the, one, the biggest value that I have in our relationship for me, this is me personally, is that he's always supported me no matter what. No matter what stage of life I've been in, he's loved me fat, he's loved me skinny, he's loved me when we didn't have jack, he's loved me up, down, in and out. He's loved me whether we were together or not. Yeah. That's vital to me. That's vital to me. So thank you, Jesus, that he did not take him away from me um, in this this saga that we're walking through, but had he for me to dry up and not to honor the love that he embarked upon me would have been a disservice to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. That's what I I wanted to share. 
That's beautiful, sis. I love that was very well put. You know, I think about my grandmother and just times I was going through and and I would say to her, Grandma, somebody will hurt me and I would cry. She'd say, Stop crying. You know, I remember, you know, certain things happened. She'd say, I go, I'll, I'll never again talk to my grandma and say, don't, don't, uh-uh. You can get, get rid of that right now. I'm so grateful that Fida, she taught me how to forgive. Mm. I'm so grateful that both her and mother taught me how to tie. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that I've seen them give up of themselves. That's why I had to tell my husband and different people, don't, you don't know my, my battle. Well, God allowed me, unless I tell you, and I don't mind what he brought me out of while mm-hmm. I'm this way. But if he want to use me to talk to someone or to minister to someone, that's what I'm going to do. Amen. Because I remember a time of feeling departed and different things, but I could always call those. Mm-hmm. I was I was always able to. So, you know, some things may have happened, you guys. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes funerals can bring out the worst. You really see some people, family members and stuff, the greed and all kinds of stuff you don't want to see. But we got to move on and celebrate the person yeah, and not the people. And learn how to celebrate God in our in, in ourselves. And it's okay to do that. Yeah. Don't allow that person, like you said, says that living and once they're gone they're just to be in vain. Mm. All the prayers the mother prayed over me. All the prayers that I know I'm I'm here because of her and my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And that, and then my, you, sis, and other people that love me learn how to celebrate the people that are in your life. Yeah. I understand sometimes it's hard. You may find yourself in a situation that'll be another show, another time. But for right now, even in the midst of it, a person may not be treating you right that you're with right now. But in your heart, find a way to celebrate them because you don't know when you finally get that strength and you leave out that door. That'll be the very thing that they did to you to keep you strong mm-hmm. for the next level in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's the true story, you guys. That's true. So, you know, I, I, I've talked to my ex and know what I've said to him. Thank you. Thank you for everything you taught me. Because if it wasn't for you, I would have been a, a really big fool. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have been able to open up my eyes and really see that this really this really can go down hmm. if it wasn't for you. So even, and I was, you guys, that was a very abusive, mentally, physically situation, spiritually. Completely bankrupt in that relationship. Everything, everything had to go. So I thank God I'm not angry at him. I can talk to him on the phone and, and laugh and whatever the case may be, because guess what? I'm celebrating him because guess what? I made it through. God allowed yeah. me to get through it. Yeah. So regardless if it's a death, somebody could be living, somebody could be hurting you right now, spiritually, mentally, whatever it is, find a way 
Hold on to God's unchanging hand. How can I tell you to trust God if you don't never know how to trust God? Well, I'm going to say just start. Because it'll be certain things in your life you ain't going to have no choice mm-hmm. but to trust him. You got to get he to the other side. You, you, you must exactly. get to the other side. Yeah. Exactly. So guess what, you guys? 20 years later, what are you doing in your life right now? Hmm. Please don't tell me you're still mourning to death. But if you can think of that person in tears well up in your chest because you love them, it's okay. But what are you doing now to put into place or you should have or still could be doing to put into place and honoring that person that's gone? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the question to you guys today. How do you find yourself and do you celebrate? Because there's different ways to celebrate. There's different ways to honor people. And if you love somebody, then you love them. The person that left, you keep loving them because you know that they were good to you. And you're still here mm-hmm. because of their prayers or because of something mm-hmm. they've done. So I kind of, that's where I am. I stand on this whole talk show today, sis. I thank God that you're still here. Some were not lucky again. But I wanted to celebrate you today, too, because I promise mm-hmm. you, you have definitely been a woman of God, and you have stood on so many principles. And where I shook a loose and what ran wild, you still stood steadfast and unmovable. I'm not saying that you have been perfect. I'm not putting you on a pedestal like that, but I want to celebrate you today and honor you as a woman of God that you have been. And I'm celebrating you because I know for a fact, all the things that you've gone through, you're not just a woman of words on this show. You you not only speak them, but you your actions line up with what you speak. So I well, thank God, and I love you. I, I, yeah. um, I love you too, and I, I I know that I can't stand or do or be anything outside of Him. I, I trust me. <laughs> With without the a shimmer or a glimpse of um, thought, <laughs> I know that there's nothing, there's absolutely positively nothing that I can accomplish outside of him, you know. Um, and I'm grateful for the people that he's put in our lives, Tam, you know, that have empowered us and enabled us to be still standing. Yeah. To be still standing, you know, because there's there's so many out there that aren't. They're not still standing. And here's the key. Here's the key to it all. Some just gave up too quickly. They should have still been here, but they gave up too quickly. They gave up too quickly. And they did not recognize that their was a flip side to that coin. There was a flip side to the pain. There was a place called there, okay? You know, when you're here and you're trying to get to there, there's a lot of things that happen in between. But if you trust God with all that you are and all that he has created you to be, you can get to there. 
And even though the person that you thought was going to get there with you is no longer with you, does not mean you won't make it there. Because God has other people in your path and along your journey that will enable you, that will take you. They'll be your errand in your earth, and they will, one on one side and somebody else on the other side, and lift you up and make sure you get there. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't think that just because the what you envisioned is not going to be the way you envisioned it, don't think that it's not going to happen. Don't give up. Don't surrender to anything or anyone but God. Surrender to him with the knowledge, the full-blown knowledge, he will get you there. He will get you there. So amen, says it's time for you to pray for the people. Well, let me say this. We would not normally do anything to hurt or harm anybody, and I hope that what I've said and my sister has said today has not offended or harmed anyone but to help you because that's really what this is all about. And I thank God for the development and the growth of you guys keeping me honest with myself because when I be on the show, I know that I have to live it. I can't just talk it. I have to live it as well. I'm not perfect. I let you guys know when I slip and sometimes I don't because it's happened. And when, by the time we speak again, but let me just say this. If you have not come to Christ in your heart, in your life, it's always a good time. The word of God says that if you just admit that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross for your sins, and confess your sins, and let him know that you've been wrong, he will save you. There's nothing better than this moment and this hour is to be saved by God, by Christ. So, it's okay to repent. It's and I and to tell tell him that you know that he is your all in all, and you can't do it without him. So to say that, Father God, right now I'm just praying for every hearing voice, whether it's now, later, a week from now, two or three days from now. We lift you up and we give you praise first. We honor you, Lord, because truly you're the one that's worthy to be praised. We pray for those that 20 years ago they've lost some loved ones, and not just 20, but all the way up until this moment, from, from COVID to cancer to whatever the situation has been, their losses. And we celebrate them for the ones out there. We celebrate with them. But Father God, give them a, per- a perfect purpose of being and living, a life that's worth living because of you. Show them and show us all how to get more enjoyment out of life, more love, more faith, more kindness, more structure, whatever it is that we need in this walk, in this moment, in this lifetime, that we may be better servants. Let us hold our own selves responsible for the things that we do and not to look and judge others. So easy to talk about somebody else, what they're doing, but to look at ourselves first, the man in the mirror, and see what are we doing. Mm. Let us repent before you Because we know that it's coming a time That you're coming And you're coming so. yes. And we don't want one soul Left behind mm. Father we thank you We glorify you We magnify you We give you praise Thank you for every breath That you've allowed us to take Right now Every moment I'm praying this for everybody Because that's a celebration 
within us. Yes, Lord. We love you and we adore you guys so much. Please stay encouraged. We're here. I'm not so much good on Facebook, but I promise you, if there's someone that you just need to talk to, I promise you, my sister, she's good on that computer, and she's there. For anything that you may hear on the show, and even if it's not, we're here for you. And we thank you so much, Lord, for just what you've allowed us to do in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we thank God. Thank you for this topic. This was good um, and prayerfully with so much going on, and there has been so much loss even in the past year and a half, that it has been a blessing to someone um, and an encouragement. So with that being said, sis, I love you with the love of Christ. I um, I, I just want to tell our, our listeners that, Lord willing, hey, we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll do it yes. again. Yes. Same bat time, same bat channel. Same God time, same God channel. Same God channel. We love you guys. Next week. And God bless you. Love you guys. Love you, Seth. Love you too, boo. Let's keep it real.